podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you today, Jenny? I'm good. How are you? I am tired. Yes, I'm also tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this like never ending virus. You have. Uh, it just morphs, it changes day to day. I was feeling slightly better this morning and now I am exhausted. It's, yeah. Man, you probably had like a viral infection followed by like two or three secondary infections. Woo! Nice. Yeah. Nice. So what are you knitting? You're currently knitting on something. I am currently knitting on Elfie. Um, eh. I am. I put the sleeves on holders, and now I'm knitting down the body. And I can't stop because um, the stripe pattern is really addicting. And you're knitting it in two. Well, obviously, in two. It's a two-colored T-shirt, right? Yeah. So Elfie is like a striped T-shirt where. Um, the gradations of each color basically reverse from the top to the bottom. Okay. And um, so I'm knitting mine in Fleur de Fiber, which we got like many stitches ago. Okay. In orangey reds and greens and blues. Ooh. So it's kind of leaning Christmassy. Uh-huh. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think once the blues, like... If the blues take over, the oranges take over, it shouldn't look that Christmassy, right? Well, it's all kind of variegated together, so I think it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's knit at a very loose gauge at five stitches per inch. Okay. And it's fingering weight, so it's going to be really drapey. And it's going really fast because I'm knitting on, I only got gauge on like size sevens. Okay. So I'm knitting fingering weight on size sevens. So, yeah, so that's going to have a nice drape to it. What does the fabric feel like? Does it feel um, kind of thin or? It feels, I don't know. I mean, it feels pretty drapey and kind of open. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the yarn will fill in a little bit once I wash it. Yeah, I think that's true. It'll bloom. Yeah. So, and what is the base? It's a sock yarn, but I'm sorry, did you say? I think it's just 100% merino. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. Um, and lots of people have been able to make sleeves. Okay. Um, they've just put their sleeves on holders and knit the body down, and then with their leftovers, they've knit sleeves. Okay. So I'm hoping that maybe I can get a little longer of a sleeve in. But if I don't, I don't really care that much. Um, I am wondering how to finish the sleeves. Um, in the pattern, you just bind off stockinette. And mm-hmm. I am afraid that the rolling is going to be out of control with this yarn. You know what I might do looking at it is um, a bit of reverse stockinette. Right. And then the roll would have like a little bit of a finish it to it. Right. And it wouldn't be tight. Like the other option I would think is maybe a 
an applied I-cord, but that can sometimes, if you don't do that right, feel a little tight. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about like just doing like a like two rows of two garter rounds in a smaller needle size or something. Mm-hmm. I like the reverse stockinette idea. Yeah, I like the finish that that creates. Right. Um, it's because it rolls back on itself. I'm, I'm actually both projects that I'm working on right now, one of which is uh, Audrey and Unst, and uh, the way that the neckline is finished on that project is a reverse stockinette, a few rows of reverse stockinette. And then the other pattern is Stacks by Karina Spencer. It's a hat pattern, and it is it starts out that way with a reverse stockinette. So it, I like it. It's simple and kind of underrated, I think. Right. Uh, cool. So, uh, t- speaking of Audrey and Unst, I have uh, I've made a lot of progress. I think I was in the beginning of knitting it or just even thinking about casting it on, on our last podcast. Right. And I have knit the entire body and I am um, down to the ribbing on the first sleeve. And I can just tell you, wow, sleeves, why do they take so long? I don't know. They shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't. But it's there's something I think because especially when you're knitting the sleeves last and knitting them onto the project, it's a big project by that time or, you know, it's it's not portable. It's so I only did it at night, and right. I think I'm just slower. And it's a dark yarn; it's nighttime, and so I think it just isn't moving along as quickly as I'd like it to. Plus, you're sick, uh, and with, when you have like the whole sweater in your lap, you kind of have to rotate it every once right. in a while. Well, I just like flip it back and forth, right? But it, yeah, it's not super. Uh, yeah, it's not easy at this point, right? Um, so the sleep cap itself was great. I. I felt like this is one of my more successful top-down sleeve cap um, knitting cool. experiences. Uh, it went really quickly. I felt like it looks really nice. Uh, and then I got to the actual sleeve part. And that, strangely, is what has slowed me down. It's like not even that many stitches. It's not that many rows. But it's just taking a long time. But now I'm to the point where I can start the ribbing, which, of course, is twisted uh, one-by-one rib, which is not so much fun, but right. uh, only 56 stitches. And I could try it on and see what kind of length I want. And uh, so hopefully, you know, I I don't know if I'm going to finish it. We're recording this on April 24th, and it doesn't feel like I'm going to finish it before the end of the month. Is the sleeve knit flat or in the round? It's knit in the round. So and the twisted rib should go a little faster than... Than uh, if you're knitting it flat, right? Because you only have to twist uh, the knit stitch. Or are you also twisting the purl through no, the back? No, you only loop? you only twist the knit stitch on right. this pattern anyway. Um, yeah, and I don't think um, even on the sweater, I did not do as much ribbing as the sweater requires. It's like three and a half inches of ribbing, and that's. Too much ribbing for me. Uh, just, I mean, not just because it's too much ribbing to do, but I felt like it, it, the proportion was funny for my body size. Just, I think I'm small through that. I'm short through that area, mm-hmm. so I didn't want it to be like all ribbing up to like my boobs and then like a tiny right. bit of stocking that. Right, right, right. You know, so uh, I, I think I reduced that by about an inch. So I'm going to do the same on the on the sleeve on the cuffs. Um, How are you liking the fabric? 
Um, well, I'm discovering again. I, 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 this always sticks to my head. One time you said that I was a loose perler, and I'm like, oh my god, she's so right. I'm such a loose perler. So when I knit in the flat stockinette, it looks kind of sloppy. But it usually gets you know straightened out in blocking. That right. usually takes care of a lot of that problem. But then I knit something in the round that's all knit stitches, and I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful. My gauge is on. My the each stitch is uniform. But when I have to purl, it gets a little cuckoo. So um, it, it's influencing my decisions about things to knit and how to knit them. But uh, but it, I, and it, it'll come out fine in the end it's a great uh the yarn is a uh, quince and company chickadee and it's so springy it's just it's got so much uh, life in it cool so i like that uh and you are uh you're swatching for something else i swatched for the coburn pullover which uh-huh. was from a knit scene a while back uh but it's a pattern um who's it by it is Sorry. by Bristol. It's by Bristol Ivy, right? And it's in the knit scene, right? Yeah, right. What did I say? I don't know. You might have said knit scene. <laughs> okay, I'm like, oh my god, did don't I say something it. completely no, unrelated? No, no. No, you did not. <laughs> you may not have. Who knows? Okay. We'll, I'll have to rewind and listen to it. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's by Bristol Ivy from Knit Scene Spring 2015, okay. which I got the E edition. Ah. to get this pattern. But then I realized that I could buy the individual pattern on Interweave. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that was the, after I already bought the whole thing. So but whatever. isn't the price difference not much? Like $5 for the individual pattern and like $8 for the whole magazine? I think that the the individual pattern price was pretty low for this one. Okay. It was on sale. But okay. regardless, I have a bunch of other patterns from that magazine. So I think it's kind of worth it mm-hmm. if I ever go back. Um, but I'm really excited to start that project. I'm going to make it with my uh, Lisa Souza Polworth silk. Nice. Which I got a million stitches ago. And it's brown with these purple p- spots in uh-huh. it. Um, so I'm just really excited. I uh, And you know those the Polworth silk is in these big put-ups. It's, yeah, pretty big. I can't, what, how big is her put-up? 400 more than that um it is I just was, I was 400 just, yeah. yeah so i was like trying to decide whether i was going to alternate but i think i'm not going to and okay. just 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 going to risk it <laughs> see where it goes right. and um what's the gauge on that you were talking about the gauge in the the pattern your- gauge is 23 okay stitches per four and i in the in my swatches, the fabric that I liked, I was getting more like twenty one. So okay, yeah, gonna have to adjust a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other thing that I'm actively working on is uh, the stacks hat in um, by Karina Spencer, who is our featured hat designer for April, and I'm using some super deep stash, this Blue Moon Fiber Arts medium weight socks that rock which is listed as a sport weight which is the pattern you know the the recommended yarn weight the uh funny thing is i did i started it on fours i was like fours that'll be fine and it was humongous it was like 23 inches oh my god (laughs) and so 
I was going to go down to threes, and I was like, you know what? You know you have to go down to twos. Just do it. So I'm knitting on twos right now, and it still seems – I mean, it's it's the size it's supposed to be. But I was like, wow, I'm, I would not want to go down any further than this. So uh, it's a colorway called Lover's Leap. So it's a variegated pink. And uh, Wow. I haven't knit with Bloomin' That Sucks the Rock for – years now how do you like knitting with it now um i like it um i'm having some i think because i'm sick i'm having some it's a very straightforward lace pattern and for some reason i totally screwed it up (laughs) and i tinked back this morning on my commute to to work and then started again and now i'm like wait a minute where am i again on this pattern (laughs) and it's, it's literally like the most straightforward lace pattern it's like one yarn over and one decrease per you know repeat and you memorize that all the way around you know and once you get the pattern you see where it's going but for some reason i can't get it to go there i'm sure after another repeat or two i'll be fine but it's really pretty it looks like basket weave yeah it's really i I like it a lot i'm actually trying to knit a set of these for a mother daughter hat set Mm -hmm. um so i'm hoping that this doesn't drive me too crazy. Um, knitting the I'm knitting the bigger one first, so hopefully then I can, you know, whip out the second one. Right. Um, and I'm hoping to finish at least one of the hats in April, so that I stick to you know at least get one hat done this month, and I'll be up to nine hats this year so far if I if I get this done uh, in April. That is awesome. You are on your yeah. way to fifteen. I am. No problem. No problem. Famous last words. Even with your sock, (laughs) your sock weight hats. Yeah. And this is, I'm super excited because this is deep stash that I've had around for a long time that I was going to make, you know, when I thought I would become a sock knitter, I was like, oh, I'm going to knit some crazy cookie A socks in this. And (laughs) we all know that's never going to happen. Right. Um, I am now eyeing all my sock yarn stash for these like t-shirt patterns. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that would be great kids. I mean, you could probably get a t-shirt for Matilda out of just one skein. Right. Easily, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Tin Can Knits has a new ebook out. Oh my gosh. They never stop. I know. It's like a kid's pattern. It's Max and Bodie's wardrobe. Uh-huh. Um, but their first pattern was a fingering weight cardigan, like a grandpa cardigan with pockets. <laughs> cute. Super cute. And the second pattern that just came out was a blanket with a, a flying geese Oh, motif. yes. You talked about that. Yeah. Um, but I could use that fingering weight sweater pattern for something for Hugo. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so cute. This sweater. It is really cute. It's called Playdate. And it shows two very small children wearing this grandpa style uh, cardigan. And actually, it goes as so many tin candidates patterns do, it goes up to adult. Right. And I love that the one kid has the faux hawk. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I think it's so funny that so many of their modeled sweaters seem to be in that mustard yellow. Right. <laughs> Just, they definitely gravitate towards that. They definitely have a crush on that color. Yeah. Uh, well, I finished a bunch of stuff. Yay. 
I not a bunch. I finished a few things that I had been talking about. I think I was working on the Romy hat. Um, it's a Katja Franco pattern that I had in the pattern in stash, the yarn in stash. It uh, it is a beret. It's beautiful. I still need to block it, and I actually want to block it over a plate to sort of bring out the the pattern a little bit more. And it used just over two thirds of a skein of Mantosh DK. And then I knit a kid's hat from the Katya Frankel head-to-toe knit accessories, and uh, it was a big win. First, it has mock cables, which is something I love. Even though I don't mind doing cables, there's something about mock cables that are it's so much fun where you can use increases and decreases to look like cables without having to twist any any uh, stitches. Right. I used that recently. some of that recently uncovered ancient stash that my mother-in-law brought back to me. Right. <laughs> I used a pattern from my pattern stash. Uh, so, like, everything was, was like, found objects. Uh, the yarn itself was Araconia Nature Wool. I'm not a big fan. It's, it's probably better for felting. It's pretty scratchy. I'm hoping that it, it softens up when I block it, but I'm not really counting on it doing that. Right. And, and then the last thing is I finished a pair of socks. Speaking of socks, Yay. they're very straightforward, uh, self-striping yarn. Uh, they're the neon socks that I um, am knitting from the um, leftovers of the yarn that I knit a pair of socks for Adrian in the fall. I started them in November on my trip to, or for my trip to Chicago, or during, I was knitting them when I went to Chicago, and I literally like put them down. When I got home from Chicago, I never looked at them again. <laughs> so uh, I needed another project to take with me. We went to San Diego over spring break, and I, in addition to Audrey, I wanted to take another project. So I brought these. Um, they're standard toe-up in the round. I cast on 60 stitches uh, with a funny split. I split 28 stitches for the bottom and 32 for the top. I can't remember what I was thinking at the time, of course, because I, I didn't take any notes. So uh, I was left with that. I think in the future, I might cast on 64 for my foot because they really do, the, the, it stretches the stocking out, out quite a bit right. to, to fit on my foot. But I used a new heel construction. I used uh, Megan Williams of Stocking at Zombies, her OMG heel, which is the one needle mock gusset from the uh, toe up. That's what it, it does. And so you you add some stitches and then you make what is sort of a gusset. Uh, and it looks pretty much like a gusset sock. Um, and, but you also use short rows to construct it. It's, it's very straightforward when you read the directions. I don't want to give too much away. But one thing that it uses that I really liked was that there's a, a no-wrap short row. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think I'm going to use this no wrap short row for a lot of things in the future. Anytime that you have to pick up uh, pick up the wrap, instead of picking up the wrap, I'm going to use this new method. Uh, the things I didn't like is the gusset is short. So mm-hmm. even for someone like me with a small foot, the gusset really only came up like, I don't know, about an inch or an inch and a half. And so I continued the knit slip stitch pattern for about another inch so it went over my whole heel bone Mm -hmm. Uh, some people I've read uh, their notes said that they increased the number of stitches so their gusset was bigger that actually would have helped me too I think Mm -hmm. Um, either way I love the no wrap short row so if I did a short row heel I would incorporate this this method into uh, what how do you do it how is it different from 
So you don't wrap the stitch, one, and then instead of picking up the stitch and the wrap, you pick up the stitch and the stitch below it. I see. Okay. And that closes the gap. Right. And it's, it's lovely. It really works way better, I think, than wrapping the stitch and picking up that wrap. Yeah. So it, it looks much better. I've, I still found that I would get holes. I now finally understand, like, the final row of picking up stitches. Like, it made much more sense to me than uh, ever uh, any other short row incorporating heel that I've used before. So I would endorse it. It is uh, available on uh, Ravelry. I think it's like $4.50. And then you can just sub it in for any heel. There's also, there's actually two heels. And I can't remember what the other one, the OMG stands for when it's top down. But mm-hmm. she has a, a short row heel, a different uh, construction going down too. So you get two different heel constructions for the price of one. And, and is the OMG in. heel supposed to be good for self-striping? Yes, somehow. Okay. It is. It doesn't interrupt. It, I guess because you stop it and your stripe pattern changes, but it doesn't it f- completely interrupt the the way it works. Okay. Somehow, I'm bad at this stuff. I, I know that it works. That I know that's how it's supposed to work, but I I don't exactly know how. Speaking of uh, new techniques, this Elfie T-shirt does the contiguous sleeve. Um, top-down thing. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. so it's like the set-in sleeve style, but from the top-down, without doing the short rows on the sleeve caps. Just kind of exciting. Yeah. And, How do you like that? Uh, it's pretty fun. I finally... I The way I do my make ones is kind of weird. Uh, um, How do you do your make instead ones? Instead of picking up the bar, mm-hmm. I just do a yarn over, mm-hmm. either a regular one or a reverse one, and then twist it on the next on the row. Next row. Yeah, I've done um, that before. Yeah. Um and I think it's it's good because it doesn't um it doesn't pull the fabric up. Right. And you so you don't get as much like tightening, especially if you're working on a sleeve cap like something that's going to go around your arms, right? You don't want to have too much you don't want it to be too tight. Right. So, and that makes total sense. Um you also sh- as a surprise to you, but I wasn't that surprised. You finished something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I finally finished Powder Van. And it was not even finally. You Yay. were like, oh, I'll finish it in a couple of months. And you finished it before we recorded again. I so. am excited. It's done. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's a really beautiful knit. I, I'm not sure how much wear it's going to get. Yeah, how, did, how did it work for you? Well, I think that my current wardrobe, because I'm still nursing Hugo, uh-huh. it's just like not the kind of thing I'm going to wear right now. Um, yeah. I think it'll look good over long sleeve t-shirts, basically. And you said you were concerned about it falling off your shoulders. Yeah, it doesn't stay on when just worn open that easily. Um but, you know, if you're just sitting there and it's kind of like wearing a shawl. Right. Uh, I think it might be one of those things that I keep at work just to keep warm because I hear the office in the new hospital is freezing. Okay. <laughs> Apparently it shares the same ventilation system as the med room. And so they have to keep it really cold. Um, 
for some like hospital regulation regarding drugs. And so everyone okay. in that office is just freezing, freezing, freezing. I'm kind of excited because I'm like, yay, I can wear all my knits. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because I tried on, I tried it on um, recently, yours. Right. And I, it didn't feel like it would fall off my shoulders, which made me think, I wonder if knitting it a size up would be useful. I think it would. That. I think it would. I was nervous about doing that just because I was worried I would run out of yarn. Right. Um, but you totally didn't. Even no. when, I mean. I have you, like a half a ball left yeah. of the Bacchus, Aaron. So, yeah, so that means that you probably knit it in about 700 yards? I think so. Okay. I think, I don't know how much bigger I could have made it without... Jeopardizing running. that. Yeah. Right. I would have been biting my nails a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I had been thinking about knitting it, and I have about 750 yards of Ming... Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think I could probably knit a size up from what I was thinking. You should totally knit it. It looked really cute on you. Yeah, it, and it, it seems like it would be useful for exactly how you describe it. Right. Sort of throw it on as a layer when you're. I think it would be a perfect knitting sort of shawl type garment. Right. So something where you're kind of parked. You don't have to put a purse on over your shoulder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's another problem with the cape slash wearable blanket. Yeah. Um, and of course, um, like I'm already thinking about knitting. But I remember, I feel like I've been through. This is one of those cases where I've been through knitting Potavon because <laughs> I've thought about it for so long. Right. <laughs> and I got now. I have all these other things um, on my horizon. Um, Oh, I yeah. I know. I one thing is I've really noticed I need a decent lightish weight black sweater. And um last week we were I saw you and I actually we I'll talk about this a little bit later. We also saw um Aaron and uh, Monica from Seattle who are down here for the Northern California knitting retreat. Aaron from the uh Double Knit podcast and uh her friend Monica. Uh, our friend Monica, and um, but while we were shopping, one of the things I thought to look for was black yarn in a sort of lightweight to make a sweater. And I was wearing my version of the Atelier sweater, which is a pattern by Heidi Kiermeyer. Right. And I noticed that both of us have that sort of on our horizon. Right. Now it is really a, a great versatile sweater. The version I made is a cropped version in all silk, but I think this time I'd like to knit the full version with pockets. So the cropped version, I think, is a lot like Cecily Glock McDonald's drifting. Absolutely, pattern. I think they're really very close. I think it's one of those cases of um, uh, what is it called, where spontaneous generation or spontaneous uh, parallel evolution. I think they release those patterns more or less at the same time. Like they both kind of have the same concept. So um, if you're interested in the cropped version, Cecily has a cropped version. Um, I bought Atelier originally to make the full version, and then I realized, oh, I could just stop it anytime I want and get a very similar look. Um, but what what are you thinking about knitting that in? Well, I kind of went kablooey on yarn shopping. <laughs> That's right. So, this, is our, this sort of will uh, dovetail with our acquisitions section. Totally. I was thinking of, I, so I got some Wubu 
in this uh, in the tanzanite colorway, which is like this lavender grayish color. And Wubu is a Bloomin' Fiber, Fiber Arts. Right. Yarn, right? Yeah. And it is, uh, what's the makeup of that? Sport weight. It's, uh, I think, half and half bamboo and merino. Okay. Um, but I'll have to double check. It might be 60-40. But it's, it's really nice. Um, and what's tanzanite? Tell me, what, what does that look like? It's, uh, it's like lavendery gray. Okay. With some blue. Okay, pretty. If you can imagine that. Yeah, it's sixty percent merino, forty percent bamboo. So it's going to have really nice drape. It's going to be really shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about atelier in that, but I'm also thinking about atelier in this um, alpaca silk I have, Lisa Souza. Remember that blue that I bought the fingering and like <laughs> yes. the sport weight version. Yes. I'm thinking of it in that, and I am also thinking about it in um, my hazelnets. Oh, and that is a sport weight merino? That, that is like a, it's the Lively DK okay. Superwash merino. Right, and that pattern knits up at a DK weight. Oh, it actually suggests a DK white, a DK yarn. Right. Uh, that's good. So... I don't have the yarn for this yet, but I have a number of possibilities that I'm thinking of. And like I said, I want it to be a black yarn, but I don't know if I want it to be black, black, you know, like a real solid black, or if I would be okay with like a more subtle modeled black. So um, some of my ideas are one is silky wool, uh, in part because it's, it's really affordable. Um, for the amount of yarn that I would have to get. Well, I found it at one of many places on sale. So um, that's one possibility. And then I have a number of yarns that have the same makeup, which is basically a Polworth silk. Mm-hmm. And um, in addition to Lisa Souza, there's also um, Miss Babs Killington, mm-hmm. which is it's listed as a sport weight. And then Blue Moon Fiber Arts uh, Silky Victoria. Right. Um, and really, it's just finding like what is the black that I I want, um, and which yarn makes the most sense. Uh, I want, I'm a little worried that the polar silk might be pilly. Um, I would think that the silky wool would be more pilly than the Polworth silk. Hello. Hi. We're back after a, I don't know, like seven hour interruption. So <laughs> um, I was recording during my lunch hour and so was Jenny, more or less. And uh, Jenny's boss called her back to duty. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hugo. Oh, Hugo. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so if we repeat ourselves, just bear with us. And, um, we were we left off when we left off when you last heard us we were talking about sweater yarn or yarn for the sweater atelier by Heidi Kiermeyer and um yeah i would love to hear from people i know that um friend of the podcast deborah is a big fan of silky wool and silky wool has a, a nice black that is like a true black that has you know that that texture that silky wool has. So mm-hmm. it would be, it would add something to it. But I also, I've been yearning to knit with the Polworth silk again. 
Um, I really enjoyed it when I knit with it for uh, the trousseau shawl that I made. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has knit a sweater in it, I've looked a little bit at a Ravelry and I did hear, I can't remember which of the three that I was just talking about, where someone said that there was some pilling on their sweater. So, um, but I'm willing to give it a try. Uh, You know, my other black sweater, as I've talked about many times, is knit in uh, Malabrigo Twist. And that just pills when you look at it. Right. So I figure, can it be any worse than Malabrigo Twist? So do you want a silk blonde or? Don't you think that Atelier lends itself to something like that? Yeah. I'm- I I also know my original Atelier is knit in a 100% silk and it looks great. It does look so great. I like that. And actually someone suggested why not a silk, a full silk yarn, uh, for another version. It was actually Adrian's preschool teacher. She was admiring that sweater. I said, oh, yeah, I want to make another one in black. She's like, just use the same kind of yarn. Um, but silk would be nice, but I think I want a little bit of wool in there for the extra chilly days. Plus, art fibers is no more. Right. I'm not going to find that exact yarn again. Right. So, um, so that's kind of on the horizon. I don't know if it's – I actually think that would be a great thing to knit in the summer, mainly because um, – it's light out and I'll be able to knit black yarn better in the summer than probably in the winter. Do you want like a flat black or do you want like a tonal? That is a good question. I, I probably would get more use out of a, a true black, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's sort of a throw on sweater for lots of things, it might be nice for something like a Miss Babs. Uh, She has a colorway called obsidian. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, I can't see Miss Babs in person except for at Stitches West, right? So I don't, and you know, I don't. There's no guarantee that she would have that yarn base in Obsidian. Right. So it's it's a real risk. I actually should send feelers out to the people who are going to Maryland Sheep and Wool to tell me what they think of if they see any of these yarns, uh, these yarn bases in a black color. What they would suggest. Right. So if you're hearing this before Maryland Sheep and Wool. Shoot me a PM on Ravelry if you see anything <laughs> that has a similar makeup that might be uh, useful or might be a good purchase for me. I think that you should. I think you should go with a hand dyed. You know, I mean, because black is going to be hard to knit anyway, right? So you kind of want something that has a little visual interest for you while you're making it, right? It's true. No, you're right. Um, oh my god, you're going to go blind. You have to knit this in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I still have a sweater to finish, and then I actually have um, I have my silky wool that I've swatched for a T-shirt, and now on the Double Knit podcast, they're having a transitional ob- uh, item knit along from mm-hmm. now until June, and I think a T-shirt would be a great thing between now and June. So I don't feel like I'm I'm pressured to buy the black yarn. And start anything right away, but like by midsummer, I should settle on something. Yeah. So that for the fall and the winter of next year, I have it. Right. Because I, I definitely have missed it this year. Every you know, every once in a while, I go looking for something. And I'm like, wow, you know what I need? I need a black sweater. <laughs> I, that's what I need to make. Um. So. So you, you've been looking at a couple other things that you might be interested in knitting. Well, because I went on the crazy yarn bender, I've been thinking about a lot of uh, patterns for the yarn that I just bought. I mean, thank goodness I'm using some super old stash right now. 
because it makes <laughs> me feel sort of good about having bought all this yarn. But um, yeah, so I have the two skeins of the Wubu, which I was thinking about for Atelier, but now I'm also thinking about Toujours by Hohi Locatelli. Yeah. I think that might be a better match because I have other stuff I could make Atelier out of. Um, and then I also got two other yarns from Blue Moon Fiber Arts to try out, but trying out something from them <laughs> with their uh-huh. huge mega skeins I know. is like, you know, kind of a big project commitment. So I got some Mopsy in a really pale pink color called PDX uh, Rose City or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I was thinking about making like a nice cowl out of that because it's going to be super warm. And then I wanted to try the worsted targi. So I got one skein of that, which is like 600 yards. <laughs> yeah, their put-ups are insane. Yeah. That the Polworth silk that they have is like a 695, I think 695 yards. And Miss Babs, hers is 700 yards. Holy crap. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I love having... Yeah, not going to object, but... yeah. I mean, it's a nice idea that I can get a sweater out of two skeins of yarn. Yeah, and it makes the price of it more reasonable. It does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You are lucky you have that giant jumbo winder. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to come over again with your 700-yard skeins. Right. Um. I did a tiny bit of tiny. I did a reasonable amount of yarn shopping when uh, Aaron and Monica were visiting. We went to Verb, uh, Verb for Keep You Warm, and I bought two skeins of uh, Jill Draper makes stuff, Mohunk, Mohonk, I think it's Mohonk, uh, in Bing Cherry. And this is yarn that I had gone and looked at. I think this was the fourth time I'd gone to see this yarn. Like, this yarn. Were, it just it, like I kept hoping I think that someone would buy it so I wouldn't have to be tempted by it. And when finally <laughs> went in for the fourth time, I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Just buy the yarn for God's sakes. Right. Um, it's a funny amount of yarn. It's only 720 yards. It's uh, it's not it's unregistered Cormo, so it's not an official Cormo. They can't really call it Cormo, but it's the same. It's a Cormo-style sheep mm-hmm. uh, from New York, and the color is just a magnificent red. And um, I did a little bit of swatching with it right after I bought it, but um, um, I wasn't getting the gauge that I was hoping to get, and the needles that I would need to try that out are in use. So I have to put this yarn aside a little bit. But I do have one pattern in mind, which is called... Bartonia, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry to say I don't have the designer's name up uh, right at handy, but it is a cropped sweater um, pullover that has a lace panel on the front and the back and on the sleeves. Um, I have not purchased the pattern yet, but I yeah, I want to make sure I can get a gauge that I'm happy with that would work for the pattern before I buy it. I'm trying to be good that way um i also earlier when we were talking i mentioned what a, a messy perler i am and uh this is a pattern that's it flat and then seamed together it is also reverse stockinette with a lace pattern so i'm thinking about a couple of things i would do to adjust it uh one is i would 
knit it in the round as much as possible. I would probably knit it inside out so I could knit it with a knit side out uh, so I could get my nicer looking gauge. Um, but I think that would that would take some fiddling. I'd also like to knit the sleeves. The sleeves are knit flat and then seamed in. I would tr- like to try to knit the sleeves from the top down, mm-hmm. which would also mean playing with the lace pattern to see if I could get it to match going both directions. Uh, so I actually looked it up to see. I think this lace pattern is in the Wendy Bernard, uh, what is it called, up, down, all around stitch dictionary. Mm-hmm. So I think I might be able to to figure it out with with Wendy Bernard's help. My other concern is uh, I, I have the right amount of yarn because like I said, it's, it's kind of like a waist. It starts at the waist. It's, it's cute. It's cutely styled. Is that a word? It's cutely a, sty- a word. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is styled in a cute fashion on the, on the Ravelry page um, with a, it's like over a dress. It appears to be. So it hits nicely at the waist. The, one of my concerns is that, there are no projects, so I would be really a. I mean, there's one project, and it's the designer's project, um, so I would be kind of on the cutting edge. But the other is that the yarn it's knit in is a cotton acrylic linen blend, which is very different than Cormo. Right. So I don't know if there is a. If I'm hoping that it would translate just fine, but I I am concerned that there's something about the properties of the yarn that she used in the for the sample that translate to the way that the pattern looks. I'm worried about reversing the direction of the sleeves. <clears throat> really? Yeah, because of the way the decreases form the little you know drop pattern. I don't know how you'd reverse that. You know a what I drop mean? pattern, right? Um, I know. I've been thinking about that as well. The lace that's in there. Yeah. I the pattern, the stitch pattern is in the Wendy Bernard book, but the funny thing is, I I'm not a hundred percent confident that the way she has it written is top down. So I, I have to do some swatching. I, well, that's what I would need to do. Not only do I need a swatch to get gauge, but I need a swatch to see if I can reverse engineer that um, that stitch pattern. Like you would be, and you'd be like increasing from one stitch. Well, wouldn't right? I? Wouldn't I? It's, it's it, the stitch pattern is. It looks like a the snowdrop pattern more right. or less, right? It's not exactly the snowdrop pattern, but it's it's similar. Um, so it is a combination of stockinette and reverse stockinette, decreases, and yarn overs. So I think to make that go from top down, where you see the three reverse stockinette stitches, couldn't I just do like a reduce, I could do a yarn over, knit three together yarn over to make a similar pattern going down. So instead of knitting the three stitches together that are stockinette, I would knit the three stitches together that are reverse stockinette. Maybe. From your pause, I'm concerned. Oh, no, no, no. I have baby brain, so I can't actually yeah. visualize it. <laughs> I'm just like, That's how would I do that upside down? I don't know. Um, yeah. That's what I don't listen I to me. <laughs> I think I need to swatch it. 
Um, but it is a really cute pattern. I guess what I'm curious if you have any thoughts about the Cormo versus the fact that it was originally knit in a linen cotton blend. I mean, it's a sport weight yarn, so it's still going to be a lighter sweater, and it has the lace, so I wouldn't worry about it being too heavy. Okay. Um, I maybe would knit it with some negative ease. Right. Yeah, I was planning on knitting the smallest size. Yeah. Right now, I'm getting, I think the pattern asks for 22 stitches uh, over four, and I think I'm getting... 20 or 21 mm-hmm. at best. So I might have to go down to twos. Oh my God. Which I know. Or the other thing is, is there are large panels of plain knitting, right? I could just, I, I could also just play with the pattern a little bit. Were you swatching in the round? I was not. That's the next thing I need to do is I'm going to pull out the swatch and swatch in the round. Because if you knit it inside out, Wait a minute. If you knit it inside out, will that mess up the lace pattern? No, because the lace pattern is allegedly reversible. Okay. <laughs> right? Because it's stuck in it and reverse stuck in it. <laughs> right. Like I said, <laughs> there's some swatching to my future. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I think you're going to get a tighter gauge knitting in the round because of the I loose think, purling. I think you're right. Yeah. Not only is it going to be neater, it's going to be a little more concise so um so that's sort of you know i'm still thinking about my sweater and silky wool i'm thinking about atelier of the future and i'm thinking about bartonia i've got like sweater brain it's really crazy um me too it's like i i think i should cast on for accessories but i'm like i'm never gonna finish any sweaters if i don't (laughs) keep knitting like one sweater project at a time you know what yeah. i mean uh, yeah so that's where i am but you you know you finished um we finished padawan but you also finished the water street cardigan not long ago so i mean it's good to keep one going yeah that's right yeah <laughs> i have the total t-shirt bug I think because I started getting depressed about global warming and how <laughs> we wouldn't be able to wear all of our heavy sweaters anymore. Yeah, I saw one of the patterns that you were thinking about is a Queen a uh, Queen Lee pattern. Is that one of the ones from um, Nipix? Yeah, yeah, it's so cute. Um, the Brandolin tee. Yeah, it has like a little gather in the front. Um, it's just a super cute little tee. And these are all patterns knit out of their linen blend, right? Right. Lindy chain? Right. Um, there was a really cute one in this collection called, if I can see what it's called. Um, it's a striped one. It's a tunic. It's not coming up for me. Um, but I'm not in love with any of the colors of of Lindy Chain. I think it's Astonished Top, right? Is it the cowl neck stripe? Oh, that is... That, I think so. Yes. And it has... Um, it's knit, is it knit on the bias? Yeah, it looks like it. That is cute. It's Oh, yeah. I love the way that that drapes. 
exactly what it is. Oh, that's not Quinnally. That's Katie Banks, but it's from the same collection. Right. The Golden Morning collection. Um, yeah, I'm not in love with any of the colorways or like I couldn't figure out a color combination that I would really like on the Lindy chain as if I need to go buy another sweater's worth of yarn. But <laughs> but it, it's a cute collection. It is a really nice collection. I, 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 was, I am just now looking at the collection. I just was happened to see that. The Brandolin top? Yeah, when I was doing my fingering weight t-shirt search. Ah. It reminds me, Brandolin, a little bit of um, Peasy or but um, and or Buttercup by um, right, but without by Heidi, the, the little Heidi lace. Kimmeyer, without the lace panel, but a similar sort of shape. Right, that's cute. That would be that's adorable. Oh, um, I also I also bought some pigeon roof. Oh, she was having that tax sale. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what did you get there? I just got two skeins of the high twist sock to make another t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so I have many t-shirts in my future. Um, well, so we have lots of t-shirts, we have lots of sweaters, but I'm still knitting hats and our listeners are still knitting hats. Yay. Um, I want to thank everybody for participating in April's Cal. And um, on May 1st, I will draw winners um, from this month. But our, I want to thank uh, Karina Spencer, who is our prize and discount sponsor for April. Um, like I said, I'm knitting her Stax hat. And I think Stax and Lucy were kind of neck and neck of the, the hats that people were really excited to knit of hers. Um, you, were you going to knit Lucy? I got Lucy in, yeah, and I also got another one of her patterns, um, which was this really cute, slouchy, second chances. Mm -hmm. And I also got the Brush Creek Cowlet because that was super cute. Um, and so we wanted to talk about our May sponsor. Our May sponsor, Drum featured Roll. As a feature designer for May is... Lee Jenny. Meredith! Yay! Hey, lethal. So Jenny and I have long been fans of Lee Meredith's work. We've talked about it a lot. She uses color in just the most fantastic way <laughs> that I can imagine. And um, does it's this so, like, gleeful. <laughs> And like it's yeah, I, I love her inspirations too. I'm sure I've talked about this before. Like Lee and I have similar tastes, and you know, and you and television shows, right? And music, and um, she always names her patterns after something that's like a great reference. What the hat pattern of hers that I've knit is a, uh, which is a uh, part of her uh, discount offer is a uh, Wild as the Wind, which is taken from a Nina Simone song. It's beautiful beautiful song and it's a great hat and like many of her hat many of her patterns it's a no gauge pattern mm -hmm. so or any gauge pattern no gauge any gauge that you can knit it with any weight yarn and um that you actually don't even have to gauge swatch you can just start knitting and as you knit you like determine how big you're going to make the object which i think is amazing yeah it's kind of mind-blowing yeah <laughs> 
I, so, uh, I'm really excited about, yeah, the spiraling stripes hats because there are so many variations on, there's so many different ways you could do that hat in her pattern. You could just uh, do like big blocks or little stripes um, or variegated. The way, the way that um, this discount will work this month is that um, Lee has chosen 10 of her hat patterns and they're in our bundle. And those 10 hat patterns, you can get 25% off using the discount code stash and burn from May 1st to May 15th. And we'll post this in the group thread as well. And so, um, yeah, Jenny just mentioned the spiraling stripes hat. And how does that, how does that hat work? I think it's knit side to side in short. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just looking at the variations. There's just, I'm not looking at the pattern at all. I'm just looking at the photos and the variations are, they look like four different hat patterns. Yeah. Four different hat patterns in one. Miss Sangha is really pretty too, but I think it's like the the color the colors of the yarn in the picture are very attractive. And that is um, that is from her coloring book series, where she's just as if she didn't use color well and often. She has this great um, collection of things that really like plays on color. Um, a pattern that I already own that I'm excited to knit is the berry pattern. Mm-hmm. And that's Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, as in Barry Gibb, because it was from her collection of three patterns based on the Bee Gees. Um, and um, Jenny mentioned once recently, we were talking or texting, the Warren hat, which <laughs> I didn't realize that that was that, what that series was about. you want to talk about that? Oh, my God. I was, it was, it's from Buffy Season 6, the evil trio. Um, it's like a... It's a pattern collection based on Warren, Andrew, and Jonathan. Um, so Jonathan has a brioche-stitch goat's head scarf. <laughs> Andrew has these mitts that have um, a pentagram on the top in illusion knitting and like an evil eye on the palm. <laughs> and then Warren is uh, a hat that has, I think pentagrams on it just the description of it is really funny it's like revel in evil more or less (laughs) by sporting symbols of satanism (laughs) it's just really funny (laughs) it it is yeah it looks like pentagrams on the warren hat it's funny because i've been watching just sort of at random like choosing episodes of buffy not in any order um and trying to watch ones that i haven't seen a million times but um just thinking about these guys, I'm remembering the there's that episode where they're hiding in the van behind the bar when Buffy is in there with Spike betting for kittens. Right. They were gambling for kittens and they're trying to distract <laughs> her and Jonathan so one of them turns into like some big troll and then they're having the argument over which who is the best bond. And right. uh, Andrew Andrew insists that it's Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I just love when they're like spray painting the Death Star on the side of the van. <laughs> uh, Although Warren, I have to say, it would be hard pressed to knit a pattern that is uh, named after Warren. He's pretty much like the worst character. I mean, Jonathan and Andrew both come back. Uh, well, at least Andrew comes back in Angel anyway, in uh-huh. a really funny way. And... um 
And Jonathan has always been kind of endearing, but Warren really had no redeeming characteristics. No, no, he's the worst. He's, yeah, awful. And it's actually kind of heartbreaking for me. I can't believe I just said it like that. But um, I just watched Superstar, the episode about Jonathan from season four. Right. And that's a great episode, and Jonathan is rather endearing. So for him to kind of be hooked up with Warren, who is just gross, let's Mm -hmm. just, ugh. it's kind of hard. But uh, that said, if you don't feel the same way about Warren, <laughs> if you're not as – or you really want to make a hat with a pentagram, uh, the Warren pattern is part of a Lee's deal kind of went off topic there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there are 10 patterns, Wild as the Wind, which I've knit and would highly recommend, the Berry pattern, which I'm excited to knit, which uh, is uh, uses color and striping and is multidirectional. Um, and I had, I had some stuff in mind to knit that, uh, back last fall, but I did not get around to it. So I will put that in the front of the line for May. And, um, she is also doing a giveaway for the May knit along. Um, and instead of doing, um, a single pattern, she's going to do coupon codes for $6. So you can get a single pattern or you can use it to, Buy one of her bigger collections or ebooks, which is great because she has so many of them. Yeah. Um, so she, we will. She's generously offered to give away three of these coupon codes. So on May first, I will draw um, three names from people who have finished hats in April, and then we'll get started in April for um, knitting more hats. And um, on our next episode, we will talk about um, our May future designer. But thank you, Lee Meredith. We um, We've always enjoyed featuring your pattern, so we're excited that you're part of this knit-along. Hurrah! Hurrah! (laughs) I also wanted to just give a shout-out to the people on the Use It or Lose It uh, bingo bandwagon. I'm really enjoying my bingo card. Last month in March, I got four bingos, and it was so exciting, um, which should have – it enables me to be able to buy patterns for, like, every bingo. I told myself I could buy a pattern, but I didn't even go crazy and go out and buy four patterns. I think I only bought one. So um, I'm just enjoying getting the bingos in and of themselves. Um, And I'm glad I got four last month because I'm – I don't even know if I'm going to get one this month. (laughs) Oh. And, um, but, um, I've been sort of trying to add new things like this month. I actually put two sewing goals on there just because I'm you know sewing a little bit more and I want to give myself credit for sewing. I don't want to get too distracted, but what it's been really inspirational is like helping me find projects gonna, that are going to meet a bunch of things like, Oh, this is a purple project from deep stash and I'm knitting a hat. So then I get like three boxes I can check off. So if you're not playing bingo, check out the Uli thread. Why, I'm sorry, U-I-L-I for use it or lose it um, threads. We, I have a new one each month. Um, and just check out what people are doing with their bingo cards um, because it's, it's a fun little way. And there's no prizes. It's just sort of support and sort of checking in at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month uh, of what you uh, of what you accomplished. So um go Uli. Yay. <laughs> um so thanks for listening. I um this was probably a little bit of a disjointed episode. Right. Uh, I wanted to say something that I never say, which is 
If you are curious about something that we talked about in the on this episode, we have show notes there at stashandburn.com. So check out our website. I try to to put up as thorough uh, show notes as possible. I will even go back and add things if I hear things later. So uh, never fear. I'm a librarian. I like to catalog everything that we do. Um, we also have a great group on Ravelry. Oftentimes we're referring to it, like the Uli thread, the hat cal. So please join us on Ravelry. Look for the Stash and Burn group. And um, thanks for everybody who's participating. I love seeing all the new people, new names of listeners who have all joined along. In the um, You might be longtime listeners, but this is the first time you've joined in, which is for the hat cal. Um, so, and everybody's super supportive and, uh, it's been a little quiet lately, but I, I think there's threads that are keep going like the cold sheep thread. You guys are going strong. The cold yeah. sheep thread is amazing. Yeah. So I just always want to, uh, just let everybody know that our group is a great place. Uh, so join us and, uh, we will talk to you, uh, next month.